Not only are we cooking with color and the specific preference for each group, but we can start to see how colors break down into harmonious groups based on this criteria. And there is a mathematical correlation between the colors in this group that make them harmonious, but they mostly break down in the way I described, whether or not they're yellow or blue based and whether or not they have any black or gray added or not. What this means for your brand is that if you've been struggling to pick a lane, which is my number one piece of advice when you're trying to create a sustainable, profitable, cohesive brand, right? Picking a lane and sticking with it. It's often because you are pulled between one or more of these groups and you have really strong preferences for both and it's messing up your ability to pick one, which a lot of us will do instinctively. Welcome back to the Joy, Color, Impact, and Dogs podcast. This is a special episode because I'm recording for you as video and audio. And if you are listening on your favorite podcast player, I definitely encourage you at whatever point you are able to jump over to our website. The link will be in the show notes to watch the video that goes along with this podcast because I'm going to dive in today to a conversation about color and there's only so much you can imagine, (laughs) right? So I'm going to try and start the conversation in a way that totally makes sense audio only so you can get the gist of what we're discussing and then I will be showing you examples of what I mean with color. Okay. So our topic today is all about color harmony. And for most people, it certainly was for me, this is quite a new concept. This isn't something we're introduced to, um, you know, in art school or when we're kids, we are taught about colors which are complementary or analogous. You know, we are taught about these different relationships between color, but we are never taught what color harmony is. So the best way that I can explain it is to first have a little think about music. I want you to think about any classical or instrumental music you've heard or similarly uh, like acapella singing where let's just take words out of it for a minute. Let's just take out the lyrics. But purely within the music itself, you hear harmony. Harmony is that beautiful place where the notes all fit together in a way that gives us goosebumps, it makes us feel warm or sad, or whatever those notes are intending us to feel. But there is a very specific interval relationship between those notes which makes them harmonious versus being discordant or dissonant. And it works exactly the same way with color. But most of us are not as conscious of it. Most of what happens with color is unconscious. You might actively look at a color palette or a room or an outfit and be like, yeah, I'm not sure about that. That that does not feel right to me. Or you might look at it and go, oh, damn, that looks so good. I can totally feel how in harmony those colors are. But for the most part, we wander through our lives not really noticing a tremendous amount of harmony or disharmony in the colors around us. 
What we will probably notice is the way places make us feel. We arrive at someone's Instagram feed and it's like color-coded and beautiful, like that pastel trend that was going on for ages where it's all these beautiful pastels that work together. Or someone's all about pink and everything's pink. Or someone has this beautiful black and white vibe with this one bright cold pop color. These are experiences that we will have, but not know that what we are experiencing oftentimes is color harmony. It is the way harmonious colors make us feel. And this is basically at its root, mathematical. (laughs) I'm not going to go into the science of how color works because most people find that quite boring, but basically color doesn't really exist. It's an energy and it is wavelengths, which are being rejected by an object. So what we have to really keep in mind anytime we're talking about color, anytime we're talking about color psychology, the way color impacts us as human beings is that color is energy. And so it makes sense that it makes us feel certain things. And that is the basis of what color psychology is all about. The way particular colors enter through our eyes, get interpreted by our brains and pushed into our nervous system or the other parts of our body that certain colors create soothing or stimulating experiences for. So the conversation today, the point about this that I think is really important comes down to the most common questions I get when I tell someone that I am an expert in color psychology. And oftentimes it comes down to, oh, what color should I use? right? I'm a this job or that job, or I have a premium business, or I do travel or this category or that category. What color should I use? I'm using this color. Is this good? And what most of us take for granted, even when we start to learn about color psychology, is that the individual color is much less important than the group of colors. The impact that really works on us as human beings is less about one color in isolation and much more about how colors are combined to create, ideally, harmonious experiences. So when you're dealing with a really great graphic designer or a really great interior designer, this is what they will probably instinctively be very, very good at or have studied color psychology or other schools of thought where colors are combined in ways that are very, very pleasing and in many cases actually beneficial to our health and well-being. So color is big. The other thing you might not know is that as human beings, in terms of the stimulation in the world that we respond to, color is the number two most powerful stimulus for us as humans. The first one is movement. Because as you can imagine, if there's something rustling in the bushes over there, that directly relates to our survival, right? If there's a spider crawling across the room in the corner of your eye, a little snake rustling under some leaves, You are biologically built to recognize movement and for that to impact your nervous system and all of your wiring first and foremost. But the second most important impact you're going to have is based on color for the same reasons, right? Because in nature, when we're trying to survive, we want to avoid the things that are going to eat us. We want to choose the foods that are not going to make us sick, et cetera, et cetera. So it makes sense. So what we need to then take away from our biology is that when we are building businesses or homes where we want to create 
purposeful spaces or experiences that feel a certain way. They are soothing, relaxing, joyful, loving, feeling well, supporting our health and well-being, then color is one of our most important, most powerful tools to create or to disrupt that experience. And this is very, very true for your brand. So what I want you to think about, if you're thinking about a rebrand, you're thinking about your color palette, you're thinking like, oh my gosh, I just did a rebrand and is it any good? (laughs) Is to think about the relationships between colors and trying to look for and achieve color harmony. Now, this is a place where I think it gets really geeky and really fun. My method, the color brand method, is based on the right method. The right method was founded by Angela Wright, and she is a very clever, very wonderful woman who asked some very big questions, set about to answer those questions, and along the way participated in a lot of rigorous research when she discovered the answers. And the questions she was asking were around what is the relationship between our preferences? and color, our psychology and color, and our well-being and color. And she found some really interesting stuff, not only all the basic color psychology stuff, a lot of which I've mentioned, but she started asking questions about personality type and about color preference. And what she discovered is, along with the sort of four core personality types, um, which you know, in some ways are up in debate, but one of the things we humans have been doing is putting people into groups since the beginning of time in all these different ways. And it often comes down to four groups, right? You might've heard like, you know, being type A, or you might've heard of classifying people as red, blue, yellow, and green, or you might be familiar with Enneagram or Myers-Briggs. There's so many personality tests we do, but a lot of them are based on the same psychological principles, which come from Carl Jung. So Myers-Briggs, for example, and this idea of having introvert and extrovert and a, a couple of other variables there and being able to layer those on top of each other to understand how people basically are, how they basically operate, how they basically feel and what their sort of strengths and weaknesses are as a result has been, you know, tested and validated for decades and decades and decades. This is not new. But if you take, for example, the Carl Jung psychology, the stuff that Myers-Briggs is based on, MBTI, that introvert-extrovert sort of school of thought, and you, instead of have the 16 groups that Myers-Briggs has, you just boil it down to four, simplifying as much as you can. And you look at those four groups of personality types, what is amazing is that there is a direct correlation, direct preference for people in each one of those groups with a group of harmonious colors. Cool, right? Now, this isn't that crazy when you think about how cyclical the world works. And let's come back to nature and let's think about the cycle of the day and the cycle of the year. The cycle of the day happens the same way every day, right? The sun rises, it moves towards its zenith, and we have like a noontime. Then it moves towards setting, it gets later, and eventually goes down and we're in the night. And sometimes we can see a big, beautiful moon. 
the year is the same, right? We have this joyful, everything's waking up springtime. We move towards the zenith of summer where often things are very hot, hot, hot. And then we come into our late afternoon of the year, which is autumn, when things start to, you know, we have our harvest season and things start to die. And then we come into winter and everything goes to bed. (laughs) We have our blanket of snow and some hibernation usually. So If you think about those cycles and those seasons, the way light works in those scenarios in the day and in the year is correlated really strongly with each one of those personality types. So let's say type one prefers that early morning light, prefers that springtime light. Group two is in the summer season where we have a lot of light is being, uh, because there is so much light, we have pretty strong shade. And when light starts to interact with the world, it starts to bleach it out. So we start to lose a lot of our red and warm tones and things get a lot cooler. Then we move into the fall or in the day, you think about that, that golden glow, that sunset light where we have really strong, powerful colors and we are moving into a place where we are now feasting again because the day is not so hot. We can come back out and party. <laughs> and then moving into winter where things are going to bed, we have this dramatic shift in light where it's either very, very dark or lit up by the moon um, or stars. And each one of those stages of the day, stages of the year, and the way light interacts with those stages has a personality type that is correlated with it in terms of preference. I prefer this season. I prefer this light. I prefer this time of day. I prefer the way the world works in this part of the cycle. This is more of a match for my personality type than the other three. And what is very true, because this has been rigorously tested in many countries, is that each group has a strong preference for the colors that mathematically correlate to that particular group of harmonious colors. Based on the way light works, that basically means we've got two groups. If you start there, yellow-based colors and blue-based colors. And then each of those groups can be broken down further as to whether or not they are clear with nothing added or whether they are subdued a bit with black or gray. And in the end, we get four groups. We have four personality types with a strong preference for each group. And now, now we are cooking. Now, not only are we cooking with color and the specific preference for each group, but we can start to see how colors break down into harmonious groups based on this criteria. And there is a mathematical correlation between the colors in this group that make them harmonious, but they mostly break down in the way I described, whether or not they're yellow or blue based and whether or not they have any black or gray added or not. So what this means for your brand is that if you've been struggling to pick a lane, which is my number one piece of advice when you're trying to create a sustainable, profitable, cohesive brand, right? Picking a lane and sticking with it. It's often because you are pulled between one or more of these groups and you have really strong preferences for both and it's messing up your ability to pick one, which a lot of us will do instinctively kind of land ourselves in one camp. So it could be you have a preference for a certain color palette in your wardrobe 
and a different color palette in your business, or maybe they're the same. Maybe like the same colors wherever you go. What is really useful about this from my standpoint as a designer, though, is if we can choose a personality type and its correlated color group at the beginning of a branding project, that sets the groundwork for who this brand is and not only how it's going to uh, come across, but also who it's going to attract. And this is the exciting part. Not only will you automatically attract more of the personality type that you have branded yourself in, but if you manage to create and maintain harmony, both with your color group, making sure all the colors that are especially in your first impressions, so places like the homepage of your website, a social channel if it's visually driven, on stage, at an event, if you can hold color harmony in your slides and outfit, your home, your homepage, your, your Instagram, etc., then you will build trust and credibility so much faster using harmony because whether or not someone is in the matching personality type, the pure fact that harmony exists allows the subconscious to go, ooh, I like this. This is nice. And it is aligned. And this is where we need to make sure that our copy, our pricing, our imagery, and our design is aligned with our personality type and this color group. Because when you get that tick, 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 tick of alignment, of harmony, it creates that trust so fast because the unconscious and the conscience are in agreement. They are in the same lane and they are happy. Oh, this brand says it's premium and it looks premium and it feels premium. They said they're really loving and warm and I feel love and warmth and I can perceive love and warmth from the brand's colors, words, images, and design. Make sense? So I want to show you a few colors to show you how this works practically. Let's start with, let's start with blues and pinks. So if, for example, I were to say to you, based on what you've said to me, I would use a dark blue and a light pink in your brand. If you were a seaside brand, a personality too, this is what those colors might look like, a navy and a cool pink. If you were in a personality type one, a sunshine brand, maybe this is more what those colors will look like. Now, keep in mind, if you're looking on my screen, the color is going to shift in the light that you're seeing. So this isn't 100% perfect, but I want to give you an idea and I'll try and name the colors as well. This we have like a, a Swedish blue and a really warm light pink for sunshine and seaside. If you are in a personality type four, which is starshine, which is, there's no middle ground in starshine. It's dark or light or bright or icy. There's nothing in between. Then maybe it's like a magenta and a powdery cool blue that you'll be looking at. And if you're fireside like me, then you might be looking at a, let's say like a dark teal and maybe a slightly more salmony pink. I reversed the colors on these, I realize. Uh, so let's go back to, I said a light pink and a dark blue. I didn't pull a dark blue for um, Starshine, so we are going to do black instead. Starshine is the only personality type where black is 
on the table. Okay, so if we look at these now, Starshine and Seaside, so group three, uh, group two and four are the cool groups. And I'm not sure if you can see how um, cool these colors are, but if you look at them together, that kind of makes sense. If you then take one of the cool groups and you put it next to one of the warm groups, you can probably see how there is less harmony here, right? So you can see how these fit together and how these fit together and how maybe they don't cross very well, right? This is the harmony at play. So let's look at more colors from one particular group. Let's look quickly at Starshine. So like I said, Starshine is the only personality type that where black is allowed. It's our where our magenta lives. It's where we're going to have really icy cold gray, icy cold blue, icy cold pink, and also some really dark colors. Like this is a really dark cold green and some really bright colors as well, like a lovely neon, bluish neon green. So this is, again, this is an imperfect situation because of the light that we're looking at here, but this is a good look at what Starshine looks like in Harmony. Okay. Now let's have a look at Fireside, which is my personality type. And I'm just going to grab a couple of these. Where did my pinks go? There we go. So this is what Fireside is going to look like in Harmony. Fireside is warm, not cold, and it has black added. So all the colors in Fireside are going to be just a little bit subdued, um, as opposed to Sunshine, where there's no black added. So the colors that we're looking at are much brighter than the ones that you'll see in Fireside. So this, again, is kind of our colors of autumn. And you'll see warm yellow-based, but with a little bit of black added. Then let's look at Seaside. Wow, I've pulled a lot for Seaside. <laughs> I think this um, pack from Pantone had a lot of Seaside colors in it. Now, Seaside is cool, just like Starshine. Uh, this is uh, summer, actually. And it's cool. It's going to be blue-based colors with a bit of gray added. So they don't belong in Starshine. So for example, this would be a Starshine yellow because they are, let me give a better example because they have some gray added. So this is a starshine light blue. It's very icy. It's very cold. And this would be a seaside light blue. It has a bit of gray added. It's a little bit subdued. It's not quite sharp. So if you think about the difference between a, like a mint that feels cold, like a really light mint green and a sage, which is, you know, soft and a bit grayed out. That's a really good example between a starshine and a seaside color. So here is some harmony for seaside. You're going to see a lot of grays in here, a lot of blues. Seaside loves blue, hence the name. <laughs> here we go. We've got a lot of nice seaside colors here. We've got a uh, navy, we've got some um, maroon in here, some bluey greens, some bluey pinks, and we've got, you know, a uh, sort of a fuchsia color. Notice the difference between this one and the magenta that's in Starshine. It's, can you see how it's got the gray in, how it's not as sharp, it's not as feisty, it's a little bit subdued. 
and you know our really cool blues and purples and grays are going to be in here as well so this personality type is very subdued it's very serene and it's very hard to get it excited <laughs> so even like this is going to be one of the brightest sharpest colors is that sort of bluey pink um, almost fuchsia color and the rest are going to be pretty chill compared to some of the other personality types and then I didn't pull as many sunshine colors, but I think you can get the vibe here. This personality type one, sunshine, uh, a lot of greens, uh, some yellows here. But what we're looking at here are yellow-based colors with no black or gray added. They're very clear. They're very crisp. Just like what you think about like of some of those Easter colors, right? Where we've got that spring vibe of like everything's new, everything's fresh, that morning light, um, lots of pastels here, lots of primary colors here, anything before it gets to the point where we're adding a little bit of black, that is where it starts to become fireside. So what I want your takeaway to be from today is not trying to memorize these names, personality types. I hope I haven't confused you too much with all of that. You can think of them as one, two, three, and four. You can think of them as spring, summer, autumn, and fall if you want to. But if you do that, just make sure that you're not getting confused between spring and summer. Because remember, spring is bright, warm, cheerful, colorful, and summer, seaside, is subdued. It's cool and it's got gray added. Okay. Which is why I don't refer to them as the seasons because I find it a little bit misleading. I've created these names because I find them a little bit more apropos of what the feeling of this personality type actually is. You don't need to memorize all this stuff. And if you want to find out what your personality type is, you can go take my quiz and find out. And the page that you'll get as a result will tell you more about that personality type. It'll give you some colors, even some outfits that might be sort of stereotypical of your personality type if you're a woman. And that is at janeacole.com slash quiz. Remember my name has an H in it. So it's J-N-I-C-H-O-L-E smith.com slash quiz. And then you can find out your personality type and which of these groups you probably belong in. And some final side notes on that, as you set about to create color harmony in your brand, to pick a lane, choose a personality type to step into. Most of us are a combination of more than one. I was just having a conversation with yesterday uh, with someone who is jumping into our brand in a week experience, which is my favorite thing that we do. And she's really torn between two. She's sort of half seaside and half fireside. And I've helped a few people who have this exact same split before. And what I find is that they are drawn to the cooler colors, but they're drawn to the earthiness of fireside. And ultimately, if you're trying to pick this for your brand, you're going to pick your primary personality type based on the color palette, because that is the number one driver of personality type. Like I said, it's the first thing you notice that has the biggest impact on how you can make people feel. And each set of person, you know, each personality type has its own set of sort of inherent qualities that will be felt immediately. When I talk about what I do, I talk about the most important like eight seconds in business and it's that first impression. And that is the place where this color psychology and this color harmony becomes really important. And that is the place where picking your personality type can really help not only drive real consistency in how you're showing up across the board, but also make it easier for you to build this brand in a way that makes sense, in a way that keeps it 
consistent in a way where you can create harmony, not just in the color, but across all of the assets, the color, the imagery, the copy, the pricing, and the overall design are all saying the same things. Usually we are pretty good at getting this with the design and the copy because those are languages we understand, but so few people understand how color impacts us and the take the time um, or have the resources to get that bit right. And I am here for you for that. And that is what the color brand method is all about. It's rooted deeply in psychology, using psychology as a tool to narrow down the options and help you build something really consistent, really cohesive across the board. So Your action item is to go take that quiz if you haven't already, find out what your personality type is, and then come find me. I'd love to know. I'm a seaside. It totally resonates. What do I do next? (laughs) And I'll be happy to help you. Of course, there's ways that we can support you inside my courses and experiences and this podcast as well. So I'd love to know, you know, what are your questions and what are the topics you'd like to cover next as you navigate creating a more psychologically sound brand that is going to give you those better, faster first impressions as you introduce yourself in a crowded room or as people find you on the crowded web. That's it from me today. I hope you enjoyed this little lesson on color harmony. You can go tell all your friends. Certainly, if you can, refer them back to this podcast. If you have time, we'd love for you to subscribe and give us a review. We're still new and building this show, and it is my absolute passion project, and I'd love your support if you find it useful. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time.